0: and there we have bobby hutton with the album track that became an absolute northern soul anthem of course lend a hand and live on the line from cold chicago is the northern soul legend that is bobby hutton bobby thanks so much for giving me the uh, the interview welcome to radio newark and a welcome to All england right.
1: thank you very much i'm uh, glad to be talking with Englanders. Yeah. Is that
0: proper? Yeah, I think it is <laughs> English, yeah. Anyway, yes. anyway, let's talk about uh, about your musical career. How did it all begin for you, Bobby? At uh, Quite a young age, wasn't it?
1: Yes. I. Uh, let me see, where, where, where do I start? First, I get. I think that I, it's, it probably started when I was four or five years old. Right. I was put in a foster home. Oh, dear. Are you familiar with foster homes? Yes, yes, yep. And I was... Actually, I actually I was I started singing at four or five, but mm-hmm. I, I I was putting the foster home at two weeks old.
0: Oh right! Oh dear! Sorry. Uh,
1: my, yeah, that's all right. Um, my father was a Tuskegee Airman. Okay. Are you familiar with the Tuskegee Airman?
0: No, no, I'm not.
1: Tuskegee Airmen were the supposedly the most uh, intellectual African Americans to be put into the Air Force. Oh right. And President Roosevelt's wife mm-hmm. almost handpicked them. Oh say. Yeah, she was very high on the Tuskegee airmen. And uh, what happened was they were selected to fly these planes
0: mm-hmm. and
1: escort the escort the bombers to Germany. Right. Because the American boys that were happened to be Caucasian. Yeah. We're, we're, not, we're not protecting the planes, and the planes were getting blown up by the Germans. Oh, right, yeah. So they hired these uh, Tuskegee airmen to escort the bombers to Germany.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they never lost a plane. Wow. Once the bombers were able to get to Germany. Mm hmm. They did damage and it helped in the war.
0: Mm, well, the area where, where we live, Newark, and uh, and the Lincolnshire coastline, the Lincolnshire County, was uh, very heavily populated by those bombers and American airmen. So uh, maybe your dad was um, based in Lincolnshire. Well,
1: he I can tell you this: he was uh, he got killed in forty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make a long story short, my dad uh, finished college in Oklahoma. Okay he was a musician. He was in the symphony orchestra at Lancaster University. Cool. And and then he came to Chicago to continue his education at the University of Chicago,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which which is a very highly respected university Mm. in Chicago. Back in those days, if you were African American, you didn't get into the University of Chicago. So you had to be pretty smart. Uh Anyway, uh he was he was killed and I was put in this foster home. Mm-hmm. My mother was from Oklahoma. I don't know if they ever got married. Mm-hmm. but she was very she was very devastated because she was a school teacher and she couldn't come back to Oklahoma with a new baby and not have a husband.
0: That often happened, didn't it? That's
1: such a shame. Yes, such a shame. Yeah, she couldn't come back. She couldn't come back to the community. No, I know exactly what you mean. And no, and no husband.
0: Yeah, she'd be she, she would be shamed. She'd be ostracized. That's so, right. Yeah, she, she'd be ostracized.
1: Correct. So she left me here in this foster home. Anyway, that's where my musical background comes from. My mm-hmm.
0: dad. You obviously inherited it from him. Yeah. Must be in
1: the genes. Yeah, was, so do you play an instrument? Uh, I do not. I was not privileged at that age to have a piano because I was in a foster care yes yes of course but but I always had the love and desire to play piano or violin
2: mm.
1: and those were the two instruments that I preferred so when did you begin singing publicly when my, my music really began I fell in love with Christmas songs right and I started I started singing and my foster mother said told me one day you're going to be a singer uh huh she never lived to see it. Oh dear. Just the idea that she was, uh, she was very intuitive. She, she, she could pick up on things.
0: Mm. How could she ever have imagined you'd go on to create music like this? Bobby Hutton then, with his cover of Hugh Montenegro's More Today Than Yesterday. You, your big break came um as a child singer uh, when you went to Detroit wasn't it
1: for entered a talent show yes I entered a talent show that didn't seem like as much of a talent show just who ever had nerves enough to get on the stage and sing <laughs> so uh I got up there and I I forget exactly what song I sang I, I thought I sang Danny Boy or something like that
0: oh right I know
1: you know Ricky Stevenson uh, was there and, and uh
0: I was talking to Mickey Stevenson finished. last week.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Lives in California now.
1: Yeah. Mickey offered me down to Motown. hmm Well, you know, prior to that, I had been living in, in California. Right. So I left, I left California and came to Detroit, didn't know much about the city. I got over to Motown. The first person that I met was Marv Johnson. Yeah. I've met Marv
0: Johnson. He, he performed in England in the 1990s. Bless him, he's passed on now, hasn't
1: he? Yes, he has. Yeah. But he was, he was a very, very nice guy. Mm-hmm. And and to me, uh, Nicky told me that one of the reasons that they were interested in me because they were looking for a replacement for Marl Johnson. Right, yeah. I guess I—I I guess Barry Gordy and Marl Johnson weren't getting along good. The
0: thing is, he got a lot of early success, hadn't he? And so um, he, I think the word around the campfire is that um, he perhaps wanted uh, a raise in pay or some such as that. And you know, you know what Barry Gord is like.
1: Yes, I do. So did you did you ever hear about the story with Barry Gordy
0: and I? Yes, yes I did. But um, you you started songwriting, didn't you, with uh, Barry's wife Ray Noma? Yes, I did. Oh, you know all about it. Yeah, yeah. So did you? um, I mean, was that in Detroit or was that after she started in the New York office? No, that was in Detroit. Right, right. Because I mean, that must have been that must have been quite a nice uh, sort of family feel. Because Motown was still a very small company, and um, sort of everybody pulling together. You got, uh, I mean, who was around at the time? You said mm-hmm. Marv Johnson. I think uh, Smokey yeah. Robinson was there from the start, wasn't he? And um, Mary Wells.
1: Sm- Smokey, Mary Wells, and Supremes, the Contourists. And the Temptations were trying to collect their group, uh, right? And I, 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 I also was uh, good friends with uh, with Melvin Franklin, mm-hmm. and he tried to uh, get me into the Temptations. Yeah, but I was I was already signed to Motown as hell. So, and, and uh, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this uh, situations. I have nothing to hide at this age. Okay. well. Yes, I, I developed a, uh, a friendship. That's all it was. I was 19 years old. Yeah. Very in, immature as a young man. Never had a girlfriend before. So you can tell, you can tell I must have been, I didn't know crap.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah. So, Raynona was uh, saying to me, because uh, I had done this hit, but she wanted me to come over to the apartment. Uh-huh. Which made which made me feel kind of special, you know. Um, now I don't have a clue of what's going on behind the background, so I came over to the apartment. Barry came home. I sang the song, and I left. Mm-hmm. I'm under I'm under the impression that I will be recording pretty soon. Yeah, right. That's the impression that I got. Absolutely, and why not? Hindsight being 2020 vision. I uh, uh, ran the streets and ran run, run around Detroit with Barrett Strong. hmm So Barrett took me over to Margaret Norton's house. Remember that name?
0: Right. Now, I don't know that name, but carry on.
1: Margaret Norton, beautiful woman.
0: hmm
1: When I got over, to, over there, you know, Barrett was looking for a place to use a piano so we could work on some songs together. Uh-huh. And, and Margaret Norton had a piano. That's how we ended up over there. Yeah. So we got over there and I I noticed this is a beautiful young lady. So I might have been flirting with her. I don't know if I hit on her. I probably did at 19. Yeah. You know I mean? who wouldn't? <laughs> you know, so come to find out, they have a big gift jockey convention in Detroit. Right. They got disc from all over the United States, all over, and they had come to Detroit. Picture this I'm in Barry Gordy's office uh-huh. at this disc convention. In the door with Barry Gordy uh-huh. comes Margaret Norton and Barry, hugged up. R- ah, ah, right. You got, you got the picture? Yeah. She said, Tell Barry you said you love me. Right. What? I never said that. To this day, I could take a lie detector test. I never ever uttered those words. Only saw the woman one time that Barry took me over to your, to her house. So how could I say I love you and only see you once?
0: It sounds to me like you were a pawn in somebody's game.
1: I was part of somebody's game. Yeah. Oh, dear. And it sounds like, to me, the reason that Ray Noma had me come over to the apartment
0: was to make him jealous.
1: To make Barry jealous.
0: Yep.
1: Because she, because she knew about Margaret Moore.
0: I see. And that was Motown coming to an end then. You, you uh, decided to move on. What was I going to do? Absolutely. I just came on back to Chicago. And when you got there, you recorded this. From 1965, here's It's a Good Thing.
1: I ended up going down to Chess Records Billy really signed me with Chess uh, Asked me to go on the road for Tom Teller To take, uh, to take uh, Bobby McClure's place Because Tom Teller and Bobby McClure Couldn't get along with it
0: Yeah, this is Fontella Bass, isn't it?
1: Yep. So I went with Fontella Bass. The first job was the Apollo Theater in New York. Wow. You picture this. The only prior music knowledge that I had at all was in high school, in the chorus. Right. I had never sung, period. They gave me nine songs to learn in three days, in three days. I learned the nine songs, had a rehearsal with Ponkella, and the next thing I know I'm on my way to New York as a new body. Yeah. With
0: and I mean the Harlem Apollo, that was a very unforgiving venue, wasn't it? You gotta you gotta be a top of your
1: be- game. Very unforgiving. I got there and the girls went crazy. Great.
0: <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Jackie Wilson was here on the show. Yeah. We had to come down in the rappers to see Who's out there making all that damn noise? <laughs> and that's how Jackie Wilson and I met. And uh, he called me Fontella's Bobby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of an a friendship. Yeah. Uh, Jackie was close friends with Tony Drake. Right. You know, you know Tony Drake. You know about Tony Drake?
0: Uh, no, not special now.
1: He was a singer from uh, Northern Soul. Northern Soul. Yeah, human. Oh, Human, yeah.
0: yeah Yeah, Human was um, yeah. Tommy Hunt And then the Adlibs did it as well, didn't they? Yes, he uh,
1: did yeah. So, now I'll, I travel around with Hankella For about a year and a half or so And got, uh, she she got rescued me
0: mm-hmm. That was a big record for her, wasn't it? That took me out of
1: work with her mm. <laughs> Yeah I, was, I said, uh, I should have gotten on that She never should have recorded that song Without me being on it No, quite right it's, it's amazing how you look back at the history and you say, Wow, I should have been on that with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was a hell of a track. Yeah. So, my, the consolation prize from Billy was to give me Lucky Boy.
0: Yep. That was your first release on Checker, wasn't it?
1: 1965. Yes, my first release. And Fine Fella and. Uh, Minnie Ripperton was singing in the background. Oh, right. Minnie Ripperton. Isn't that amazing? Four octave yep. range. What a girl. You know, she was the uh, receptionist at Chess Records. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, she was. But she had, she had the ability to sing those high notes. Yeah. You know, she, she was a nice young lady. Mm. Well, you know, she died from breast cancer.
0: She did, didn't she, in the late 70s, bless her. Poor thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just sad. Mm. That's as very said
0: i remember yeah. from rotary connection <laughs> and uh, and then obviously a, a solo um, a
1: solo work yes yeah. so we went on and uh, i didn't have any more releases with the uh, with Chess. uh that's when i met uh mel Collins and uh and joshie armstead
0: Ah, Joe Armstead, yeah, and I mean, she was a very prolific songwriter. In fact, you wrote you wrote a song alongside her, didn't you? Um, a, a, well, a big one, a big Northern Soul hit. Come see what's left of me whilst you were at Come a see what's left of me. Beautiful.
2: Come
1: see what's left of me, and uh, I believe that uh, that was probably. That was one of my favorites, then. Oh, it it's great. Really
0: got me started. I'm proud to have that in my um, box. It's quite a sought after. So, what was it like working with Joe Armstead? Did, did oh, you... it was really nice.
1: You know, she's, she's a nice lady, we got along quite well. Good, good. So you, um, you, you have... I love working with, with uh, Mike, Mike Terry. Mm hmm. Yeah, because he was, he was uh, a big part of the success of, the, of those records because right. of his great ar- arrangements.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, you—you you were with uh, Phillips was a big company, wasn't it? And you had five releases with it.
1: Yes, I don't remember exactly yeah. how
0: many I had with them. Yeah, yeah. You, um, Ooh, baby is one of my favourites, and of course, uh, you did I a wrote, cover. I wrote, I wrote baby. Oh right! Oh right! <laughs> there we are. And uh, of course he's a cover. My wife, my wife, I think that's one of my wife's favorites too. Oh right, lovely. I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah. Actually I wrote that without without Josh, because she got half credit. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bless. Yeah.
1: I have an, I have another song in my head that she and I wrote together. Uhhuh. It's never been re- it's never been recorded. Oh right. Um maybe one day I'll uh, record it.
0: Well, I think uh, you might well give it some serious consideration because um, there's an awful big market in the UK and Europe for um, uh, for songs of that ilk, especially around the, the late 60s time, Chicago, Detroit. Uh, so, yeah, if you can get that, that Chicago sound. Um, but, I mean, come see about me, in England especially, not so much in America, but in England especially, was, um, was a big record, but it was quite ironic because people couldn't buy it, could they? Because uh, the chap that was playing it covered it up.
1: Right,
0: because uh, wasn't it? Played Along there? At, yeah, it played out at uh, Wigan Casino as Casanova Bennett. See, the idea there was yeah, there. to keep it exclusive to that one DJ because nobody else could uh, or, or had an idea of who the song was because it was just an American release. They they put um, they, they made up a name. They just made up the name of
1: uh, Casanova Bennett.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it was a big, big favourite at Wigan Casino, and uh, so soon, soon started getting picked up. Um, and,
1: and, and so, how did how did they find out? <laughs> I,
0: I think it's a case of uh, someone else comes across it. It's. <sighs> it's 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 a bit of one-upmanship across here everybody likes to find that record that nobody else knows and uh, and when they when they do find it if they do find it they, they're very covetous about letting people know who it is because otherwise then everybody else can go out and buy the same record and all of a sudden it's not rare um which is which is great great for their kudos but not very good for the artist who's done the hard work uh, because it means that great songs just don't get the exposure and the sales so uh, yeah very unfortunate one of the songs that did work for you was um, a track written by Donny Hathaway wasn't it You're My Whole Reason I swear you
1: are, be my baby. that song helped me get on um, Soul Train's First National yeah it was a pilot wasn't it there's, there's, there's a big discussion about that right now alright because Don's son
0: Don Cornelius
1: yeah. Don Cornelius's son so they, uh, let me tell you a story here they didn't have a full syndication here in Chicago they couldn't get large companies like uh, ABC NBC CBS to give them a contract mm-hmm. so we, we went to California to do it on a high level and the record company put money behind me, Motown put money behind uh, Gladys Knight and Eddie Kendricks, and uh, I guess the Honeycomb's record company put money behind them. Mm-hmm. My record company, which was uh, Phillips,
2: yeah.
1: put money be- behind me to go to California. Right, We got out there and the director of Soul Train says to Don Bobby Hunt was gonna be a star. God mm-hmm. got very jealous. All right. And now, as I'm walking through life, I'm saying to myself, I'm having a problem with these African American men. Right. I don't know. I don't know why. The first one I had a problem with was Barry. Gordie. Yeah. I love Barry. I love Barry. I never cheated. I I never touched his wife or his girlfriend. Yeah. Why are you guys giving me a hard time? You see, you see what I'm saying? Did, now did I you ever got find this, out? Don Cornelius' problem. He calls me he says that uh, before we came out there to, to uh, California, he wanted to manage me. Yeah. Came by my house. It was kind of scary. And ride around and talk about management. I, I said, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I can see where that can happen. Uh-huh. The news people in Chicago wrote this article about me being on Soul Train. Right. Don Coney really has hit the ceiling. All right, right. He was angry as hell. Yeah. So, so he goes down to the defender and tells the guy that wrote the article it should have been either him or Gladys Knight. Right. I'm saying Earl Calloway, who was a part-time singer that loved my voice. Yeah. Was was proud of me. He was just elated, and all of Chicago was proud of me because I had been on the first national soul train.
0: Yeah, rightly so.
1: But Don got envious. Yeah. And from that day on, I was never on soul train again. Mm. I didn't tell Earl Calloway to write the article. No. I just don't understand why, since it. Dan was responsible for me being on Soul Train. Why would you be so vindictive?
0: Don't know. I suppose we have a shell now because uh, he's passed as well, hasn't he? But but whilst you were out, got himself. Yeah, yeah. Apparently so. Yeah. Um, so while you were out in California, then you picked up a record uh, recording contract with ABC, another
1: big corporation. How did that come about? You know, uh, I'll tell you. E. Rodney Jones right. was my undercover manager. He pulled strings for me like nobody else did. E. Rodney Jones had been alive, and we had still been together. Mm-hmm. All of this crap never would have happened, right? Because I loved him like a father loved a son. Like mm-hmm. he, I mean, he was like my dad.
2: Yeah.
1: And he told uh, one radio station if if I didn't get signed, he told ABC. If I didn't get signed, he was gonna throw DB King off the air <laughs> and the and the four tops. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, next thing I know I'm gonna play California. That's the kind of power you need to help you. Yeah. He wasn't gonna do that. He just he was just threatening him. Yeah. Of course. You know, he was just threatening them. But I went out there and the next thing you know I'm doing the album
0: yeah. Piece of the Action Piece of the Action Great LP <laughs> An- Another one that's really sought after Could do a reissue in that one
1: That, sort of, that album Like I say High Inside Me in 2020 It has some great great pieces on it
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, Lend Hand is um, the one that everybody mm-hmm. knows Northern Soul Wise, but um, uh, also there was. Um, oh, what track am I thinking of now?
1: It's often said before.
0: Uh, no, uh, um, d- 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 Love the Way I You Make you Me out. Feel. Love the Way I You Make you Me out. Feel. What a beautiful record.
1: Like, yeah, that record.
0: Yeah, lovely.
1: That that's a beautiful piece too.
0: And Can't Stop Talking as well? Another
1: great track. Yeah, I don't I I don't know why when I come here to sing, to people request those song. That's that uh loving you love the way you make me feel is okay too Yeah. I think they could have been used in the United States, they could do if it was reissued. I bet they could. I've got let me see uh what's the name of song, uh what can I say? What can I do? He uh, said. Right on the tip of my. That was D. Irwin's songs. Right. Who knew D. Irwin? Uh, oh, D. Irwin. Mm-hmm. I
0: wishing on a. If you like to yeah. sing on a star. Yeah. What was name of the song? Big, uh, if you like to. Uh, if you like to. Wish on a star, carry moonbeams home in a jar. That was Big D. Irwin, wasn't it? Oh,
1: yeah. he got a nice voice. <laughs> makes me, makes, makes me want to sing that song. Great. <laughs> um so
0: yeah iconic lp then piece of the action crammed full of uh, of great great music so that took you to uh, that's 1973 where did you go after that
1: 1973
0: yeah 73 and 74 you were still with um abc
1: loving loving your meeting and loving your running yeah watch where you watch where you're going Written by Lamont Dozier and McKinley right. Jackson. Two, oh yeah, of course. Two great songs. Yeah,
0: because Lamont Dozier had uh, relocated to um, to Los Angeles, had not he? By that time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I should have been back on soul train with those songs. Yeah, and uh, some more songs off of that off of that album, and we wouldn't be talking about this today. No, it would, cer- <laughs> it would certainly have helped,
0: wouldn't it? So um, in 1978, yes, I see uh Lender Hand" was uh, re-released through ABC. We were you still under contract to them then?
1: Oh, I don't remember, but I, I, I had started working the club circuit all over. Right. I said, "Well, I'm going to just be a great entertainer singer." I had I was working five and six nights a week. Yeah. I was, I was just working start to finish, and uh, working all night and soothing all day so I could work all night. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Doing, yeah. To yeah. Do, yeah, doing,
0: doing your, your club trade.
1: Doing yeah, the all day so I could work all night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The only day off I had was Sunday. Okay. <laughs> And, and And that carried was, on
0: but in two thousand and five you uh, went back into the recording yeah. studio, didn't you? what prompted that? i mean it was long overdue but um
1: what pro- what prompted that was I was singing the top song mm-hmm. Ain't no woman like, ain't no woman like the one i got yeah and a, a customer came up to me and, and said, Boy, that was a great song to sing." You really did a great job on it. But uh, who sang it first? And I said, and, I, and I just, it just resonated in my brain. Mm-hmm. As, long, as long as you're singing somebody else's songs, you are singing their blueprint Yeah. and making their name larger. And it just, it just said, Okay, this is the end of that. <laughs> and I went to the studio and recorded 20 years later. Yeah. Nice record. It,
0: wasn't you, it was years later. And
1: it is huge in chicago and all over it's a huge stepping record
0: well in fact it was it was that big it actually got you nominated as the best male singer in 2007 in chicago didn't it i mean that's a real accolade there's an awful lot of stiff competition for that
1: yes it gave me a lot of attention but it's even given me more attention as it grows because it's millions of people have uh, liked it uh, on youtube uh, the over a million people that loved it, and uh, if it ever hit on a major radio station in the United States, yeah, I believe it would have been a no one. So, you know, it's, it's uh, they're playing it today just as much as they did when it first came out. Right. Is that amazing?
0: It is, yeah, no. Nice record. Well, you see, the thing is, good records, good music's timeless. And uh, when you've got a good mm-hmm. record, it deserves play, and it gets it, it should get it.
1: Yeah, it's just plays and plays and plays. You know, so, they said I guy had a piece of call and said,
0: "Man, they're playing your they like it just came
1: out." <laughs> great. So, I mean, that's having, great, that's great, ha- having that's a great
0: having yeah, absolutely having had such a long career in music. Um, have you got anything that um, that's been unreleased? Have you have you are you sitting on anything? Because now may well be uh, the time to um, to see if you can get that pushed.
1: I've got some songs that unreleased. I'm, I'm going back into the studio to do some more stuff to let people see. I'm still singing, yeah, and I'm still singing strong. But you know, but, it's, it's, uh,
0: but perhaps the stuff that you wrote with Raymona, you, you struggled to get that out of Motown. But I mean, anything that came through um, came through the 60s and 70s, in particular. Uh, as I said to you earlier, the UK and European market are absolutely mad for it. There are so many independent labels that are um, putting out. Uh, songs from the 60s and 70s. The original, the original arrangements of those songs are what people are looking for. And if you've got any of that, uh, you're sitting okay. on gold.
1: There's a song on YouTube that's unreleased. It's called I Just Want To Be The One In Your Life. Right. That's never been released.
0: All right. Well, um... Have you heard that? No, I haven't, no. Let's have a listen to it now. from 1969 there's the flip to Bobby Hutton's I've got a memory tune called I can't stand a woman to time in a man. Right so um we, we've spoken about your 2005 CD uh, your appearances I've um I say I met well I didn't meet you I saw you perform at Blackpool in 2016 at the first international soul festival and um well what a great set that was it, what a great weekend did you enjoy coming to Blackpool did you see much of
1: it I enjoyed it. I didn't. I I didn't get enough rehearsals on the songs that I really wanted to do properly. I don't. I don't think. That, I don't think that was my best. Well, I can no, tell I, you, it was. it was a was couple a, of songs. There a couple it, songs that uh, I hadn't sung in 20 years yeah. yeah. And you know, when you when you're going to do stuff like that, you want it to be so right.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, you, yeah. I think you were told
0: which songs you got to sing, weren't you? Uh, on the on the Saturday morning, I spent a lovely hour with Dee Dee Sharp at the Hilton Hotel, and she was telling me that she uh-huh. she was uh, she was told which songs she got to sing, and and she was saying, I don't even remember recording this, and she got to relearn it all over again. Was that the same for you?
1: That's the same. That's the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's like it's it's sad. and you wear your you wear your dress your out in a rehearsal because. You're trying to push too much information into yeah. too short of a time. The voice is a is an instrument that has to have the proper rest yeah. to be able to respond properly. Mm. And when you overuse it, when you have yeah, to
0: been...
1: You have to, in other words, if I'm gonna have a hard rehearsal, I need to do it on the early part of the week. To, to, to relax that voice, yeah, you know, you, know, you sound like you sing, saying, so you, you know, what I'm talking I do, about?" I
0: do, I do. You got to, you got to warm up and prepare. It's a muscle, isn't it? You, uh, it's if, a
1: muscle. You got to, you, you can't wear it out. That's and it. Then turn around and and, and think it's going to work properly. <laughs> you know, uh, no. But my I t- music is well has had a lot of a lot of high notes in it. <laughs>
0: I, I think it was a very well-received performance And uh, you're very well-loved across in the UK and Europe And um, you're going to be coming, aren't you, in the summer To uh, to Benidorm
1: Yep, and um, I'm going to get over there early And see if I get those rehearsals And uh, uh, things stuff up So I can do a great performance Lovely I think, I think it really worked out in Blackpool But I know that I could have done better I
0: I think you're being hard on yourself, and uh, everybody came away buzzing. (laughs) Honestly. Honestly. And uh, if anybody goes, uh, when people go to the Benidorm International Soul Fiesta, which is on the weekend of the 15th to the 19th of May, they will be able to bear witness for themselves at uh, what a great polished performance it is. And you're alongside Spider Turner. Do you know Spider? Have you met him before?
1: I've
0: never met him before. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Very much fun to be with. He is. He laughs all the time.
1: Always smiling. He's,
0: he's, he's funny, huh? Yeah, yeah, always smiling. I met him in uh, September at Skegness. He was across in the UK. Lovely. Uh, he's a
1: funny, he's a funny guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: he is. He's always giggling, he's always smiling. R- the sort of person whose um, personality lifts your own spirits. Do you know what I mean? Just being with them, they, they sort of exclude this feeling. That's,
1: that's great. It is. Oh, I have a good time together, you know, because it seems
0: like he's a He is, he's a nice guy. So where can people buy your your, uh, your stuff, your output? I mean, the, the CD that you brought out in 2005 is your most recent. Is that available on mm-hmm. CD Baby, perhaps?
1: It's, it's available on CD Baby, and, uh, you know, CD, CD Baby has had it for a while. Okay. So uh, there's always a lot of uh, product there, so Good stuff. you can always get it.
0: Lovely. Right, Bobby, thank you so much for giving me the interview. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and um, yeah, I wish you all the very best for uh, Benidorm International Soul Fiesta on the 15th to the 19th of May. Check out benidormsoulfiesta.com I know it's going to be fine, and you're going to love it.
1: I'm looking forward to it, and and I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that that too, and, uh, you know, I just always feel like I can always do better.
0: Again, that's, well, you not, see, that's
1: not being you that's, know,
0: that's the sign I, of a perfectionist that that's the sign of a perfectionist I was reading that Prince the artist uh, called Prince would never listen to his own music because he could always every time he heard it he thought of some way he could improve it he was never satisfied but of course he's got millions oh, of adoring yeah. fans so there's a lesson <laughs> to be learned there
1: ok um, yeah. love you guys you guys have, uh, have uh, lengthened my career and uh, I just wanted to tell you, and your listening fans, that I love you dearly. God bless you. Until
0: we meet again. Look forward to it. Thank you very much.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's. Uh, I think we've covered everything. That was a really interesting chat. I look forward to putting that together, and okay. I shall. I shall get it out. Uh, I think I've got it in broadcast. Let me just have a look and see what I've got it penciled in. Do do do.
1: Where are we? I hope I didn't say anything that would embarrass me. No, absolutely so I'm
0: not. Absolutely. Well, what I'll do, look, I can uh, I can send you a copy of the interview if you prefer, but I, w- I wouldn't put anything out that would compromise either of us, so don't worry about that.
1: Okay. All right. Okay, then, thank you very much. Excellent. Wonderful talking to you. Nice talking so to you. Sorry uh, that I, I, <laughs> don't worry I about it. finally got home. And
0: <laughs> don't worry about it. It's Let been a delight. It. Okay. All right. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, Good night. You too, now. Thank you. Good night. And I'm going to play out now with Bobby's uh, follow-up single on Philips to come see what's left of me. This is called I've Got a Memory. But before I go, don't forget, you can still buy uh, Bobby's CD 20 Years Later. That's at CD Baby Music Store. If you go store.cdbaby.com forward slash Bobby Hutton.